Welcome back to the Balance Bully Podcast for ambitious women in business and a few brave men, baby. I'm your host, Nikita Wynn-Thigpen, and I am so thrilled to be with you today for so many reasons. One, breath in my body, life in my bones, mobility of my limbs, all of the goodness that is happening that I'm so, so super grateful for, but especially this potent human that I have had the opportunity to break virtual bread with on her podcast. She is such a gift, a breath of fresh air in so many different ways. Let me tell you just a little bit about her. Rebecca Mars, she is an aliveness coach who blends ancient practices into modern living. She's teaching yoga, meditation, personal training, and so much more all for the purpose of helping those who are righteously connected in her ecosystem to create lasting wholeness, connection, and vitality from the inside out in all layers, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. Rebecca, welcome to the BBP. How are you today? Uh, Thank you. I am doing really well today. i I'm happy to be on this side of things. So as you mentioned, we we had the tables turned. So this feels just really special. And I love the word potent. And mm. I'm just going to kind of let that simmer inside. And yeah, from yeah. one potent being to another, because everything you said, it just breath of fresh air included. It's like, that's you. So again, just thank you. And also reciprocal love here. <laughs> Mm, thank you. I mean, you know, we vibe. They they don't know that yet, but they're about to learn. And some, somebody out there said, you're going to learn today. That's, what, <laughs> that's what's about to happen. So you and I were talking in the green room and everyone who's brand new to the BBP, you guys don't know this is a completely unscripted podcast. There are no prequels, no questions that come ahead of time, except for the two special ones that come at the end, which you will hear, which means you have to stay to the end to get to them. But outside of that, this is you having an opportunity to listen in on a very organic, loving, and truthful conversation between two dope souls. That's the best way that I can say that. <laughs> and when I was looking at Rebecca's like official professional, she has a nice, deep bio, and I did a little professional stalking too. <laughs> I saw something that she put like as a little whisper at the end. It was like, we can talk about this another day. And I was like, how about today? How about today be the day that we talk about that little whisper towards the end of her bio, which is about how you manifested your forever lover. I would love for you to share just a little bit about what that even means in your world as a mindfulness and aliveness coach and expert and someone who has done the work and didn't just read it from a book and put it into practice at some point along her journey. Mm, yes. So the little whisper at the bottom of the bio, it was something too, where I, I actually just edited that the other day where in the, the last time I have looked at my bio, it was something around manifesting or coming out to California. And that's mm-hmm. only part of the story. And so sneaking that in was some sort of intuitive thing, perhaps mm-hmm. preparing for today and talking about it. So Listeners, this is like the first time um, I'll be <laughs> speaking about this per date today. But to me, it means embodiment, which mm-hmm. I've used that word for a, a long time, even before I think I knew what it meant. Yeah. Um, I won't give you the full history of like everything, but when I ventured into the first kind of life's in waves, you know, so it's like just these waves come. And mm-hmm. so there was a point in, I guess, 2011, I, I caught a wave. 
from what I now call a past life that took mm-hmm. me to Florida from Missouri. And I've been teaching yoga and then knew I wanted to do this thing called coaching. I didn't know there was a thing called coaching, but I was kind of doing it already in my yoga classes after class. And so fast forward somewhere in this transition into coaching, the word embodiment was somewhere in there. And so I think for years, even prior to that, it was just this constant like looking inward that I was doing and that I was encouraging others to do. And then through, through that kind of Florida wave, I always wondered what I was doing there, but I knew as life unfolded, like the why it was quite a whole story and for another day. uh, (laughs) Then I had this love for California and so that was always just this little thing. It was like a North Star for me. I was born in the middle of Missouri. Oh, wow. So as I kind of peeled that apart, I was like the Midwest. Well, I made it midway to where to the West, where I think my soul really was, you know, quote unquote, meant to be. Mm-hmm. So there's just all of this kind of my whole life seeing in these little North Stars and riding these waves and going inward. Yeah. And then along with, you know, yoga and meditation, these tools that I've been utilizing somewhere in that too, manifestation was starting to happen. And I mm-hmm. think when we hear the word manifest, it people have heard it by now, but may not yeah. even think about like, what is manifesting? But the more I go into it, it's like, well, this is what the yogis were, were doing. This is what all these ancient traditions really were encouraging because it's all energy. Yes. Um, and so fast forward into the manifesting of the love, what it means is first, all of this embody work, embodiment work, all this self-discovery, all this cleaning out of the past. And I think I definitely believe that we attract what we are. So, so true. In the whole process of that, I could see in past relationships and things, I was attracting what I was. You know, I'm human, just as I'm you know, still doing the work, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> so there were some renditions of manifestations and partnerships and things. And Mm -hmm. the more I dug into my childhood, I did realize some of that was tied to that. Mm -hmm. So I did that. And then finally came the time during the pandemic. um, I kind of caught a new wave. I was like getting out of an old wave, getting out of the past life. And I was like, wait, I'm at the time I was 35 or 36. Like I do want a partner in my life. Like, but it came out of this moment of space and, you know, slowing down not mm-hmm. just globally, but then personally too, I had inserted a giant shift, which created a lot of space. And at first I wasn't there. And then there was literally a ping one day. I was like, I do want that partner. Like, wait, I, w- I want a partnership. And so I was in a group at the time and we do a lot of accountability work and it's definitely not as mindful, spiritual as so much of the other things that I'm involved in. But in that we do this whole wheel of life practice and we mm-hmm. look at it. And one segment of that is like your romantic life. If you choose to just, call it that. And so in that too, I was discovering more intimate connections and realizing that I was kind of living above intimacy. I wasn't like in it. So then in comes intimacy, like just Mm -hmm. getting deeper and deeper and feeling that ping of desire of, I want a partner. And then Mm -hmm. listing out on this little chart, the qualities of what that meant. And at the time, self-love, loving myself, I knew was first. I don't know if I would have known that if I hadn't have been in this yoga embodiment thing for so many years of my life, but I wrote that down first. And so I do believe it does still start in that place of self-love slash you will attract where you are in that kind of spectrum too. So I wanted something real and deep that forever lover. And so from the space and from realizing self-love, what does that even mean? Mm -hmm. We talk about that. And 
Come to find out, my forever lover was in California. So did not know that. Mm -hmm. And I followed just these little nudges. And the universe showed me kind of funny signs that led me to how my partner and I met. And I mean, you can't make it up when you meet someone who like literally, you know, checks all the boxes Mm -hmm. or however you want to put it. And so I don't know, I just lean back and look at like, it took years. And now I'm in my late 30s. Did I want this in my 20s? Maybe, but I wasn't ready for it. So also just trusting life and trusting the timeline is is as it is. So to me, that is kind of in a meandering way, just this manifestation piece on the forever love. I think it was a beautiful explanation. I mean, I'm biased because I'm a metaphysician as well. So there's all of the understanding of knowing that yoga is a very safe entryway to introduce people who don't necessarily know about life energy or the terms of pranayama or just all the little things that come with meditation and getting deeper to your center. And without getting, you know, pulled away into a lot of the lingo that comes on that level, there's the reality that when you steep it into a deeper connection with yourself, when you pun intended here, when you get more intimate with you, especially when you've been intentionally selfish, using my language, to create that spaciousness so you have the room to feel the feels. Because without it, you know, like I know, because you come from a different background as well before you slow down and and got more centered and connected to who you are as well as who you are becoming. We all get caught in the busyness, the busyness of what did you call it in the green room? Life be life in. Yeah, lifey life. Yeah. Lifey life. And and knowing and, and credit to the friend who said that to you. Um, and knowing that you can be so tightly wound with the doing, with the going, doing, going, doing, going, that you can't even hear those nudges that you were talking about. You don't feel those pings that say, wait a minute, there's something here for you. Pay attention to this wave of energy, of light, of feeling, of in some ways, a good tension, tension, you know, that frustration mm-hmm. at saying, I need some focus here because there's a message for you that you're going to miss and you're going to be real mad that you <laughs> missed it. I do believe in destiny. I do believe things that belong to you will come to you. Even if you missed it at 20, it comes back to you at 35, right? But goodness, like, was it necessary for me to have to wait 15 years? Or maybe it was because mm-hmm. maybe you would not be ready for your forever lover. And that would have been a really not so great miss because here this person is, this human is chef's kiss, right? And you are wacky (laughs) in your 20 year old self, not ready for any of that. So there's two sides of that coin. Did it come just on time? Did you miss the mark the first time because of all the you know, the fizzly wildness of corporate life, working, you know, just life, whatever that looked like before you discovered you. I think you said it excellently. It was was powerful. Thank you. And there's just so many more details. Um, So it's like, how deep do I go? What else do you want to know? baby. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I got the whole process and yeah, but yeah. No, I love it. I have to ask you. So when you attracted your forever lover and you were clear, this is it. This is, this is my human. This is my person. When you knew that, do you feel like you had to over explain like what you were feeling to your person or did they also sense it? And I was like, yes, I've been waiting for this all my life too. Can't explain it. Maybe I can, you know, whatever that looks like, but. Yeah, I know he'll be fine. I mean, the the relationship we have is 
I mean, I don't want to say it's too good to be true because mm-hmm. it's true and we all can have that. And yeah. I think we're, we're like twins. So I don't know if you want to say twin flame or any mm-hmm. of that lingo, but you know, mm-hmm. I think through the years though, I would kind of get lost in the, well, they say opposites attract, mm. you know, or like attracting light. And so you hear they're both are out there. So mm-hmm. when we met, we were so similar. So it was almost a confusing thing at first, yeah. but we immediately, we met on online. And so it was a, a virtual connection. So that's different too. You know, you remove yeah. the actual being in person together piece and you just get to know somebody through engagement in that way. So mm-hmm. that was also, I mean, it, it felt amazing. And then there was still the question both of us had of like, and, and then what happens when we meet in person, like, we'll still be as powerful. And it was, it was just that weird kind of like turning somebody virtual into re- to reality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we definitely had that. And interestingly enough, our paths had crossed probably in 2016. And so there was this, again, I'll spare all the details, but I had a summit back in 2016 that I led called Modern Mindfulness. And I don't even remember how I met this guy, Jason, but he mm-hmm. was on my summit. Mm-hmm. And at the time we started talking, I remember it was the longest interview that I had. We've talked for like two hours. I was editing and this was back in 2016 where it's still very like, didn't even yes. know what to do. And uh, <laughs> so I remember though, Jason was talking about this project he was a part of. So flash forward to as, as my partner and I were meeting, I was like, just tell me you worked on this project. I mean, this sounds just like something that a guy I met years ago was into. And I said it to him, but we didn't get far enough to use names. And mm-hmm. then I actually just did my professional stalking and was like, <laughs> yes. okay, I was like, you know, let's fuck around here. <laughs> and I didn't see any evidence at the time. And again, did was it there and I didn't see it? Or was it just not the right time for me to see it? Because it was months right. later that we made this deeper mm-hmm. connection. So the conversation went on, it was kind of spaced out and we felt bonded, but we were uncertain if it was the right way and the right time. And then randomly, I looked again at at this guy, Jason's website. And there was my partner on there. I was like, you gotta be kidding me. Like, Mm -hmm. wait, they know each other. And so that made everything even more real for both of us. We agreed like in that moment, it just felt like there's no, what is this? You know, like we actually were just swirling. It just felt like our spirits were like, it just wasn't time though. And Mm -hmm. and also as we discovered more about each other, it's like, yeah, that, those years were not the years for us. Right. So there, there was this kind of mutual, you're sort of, even as the first few months, like, I don't know, is this, but we felt mm-hmm. it and it was definitely mutual. There was like no chasing. There was no yeah. like desperation, but the old me might've done that, mm-hmm. you know, and working mm-hmm. through what I now know is trauma, res- <laughs> excuse me, trauma responses and the busyness that you mentioned that can happen. Mm-hmm. Sure. Sometimes busyness is just busyness, but I know for me, even in a yoga, mm-hmm. I was teaching yoga for just at the time, I mean, well over a decade. And I was still doing a hustle thing. Like, mm-hmm. I wonder why. So now I know why. So once that got resolved, then I was even more ready to let this this energy in that was John, my partner. And so, yeah, when it when it actually happened, it, it's just been easy. There's not been a single... And I don't want it to sound like too good to be true, but I don't know. We keep... Every day, our communication is so clear. Everything is spot on, but we each yeah. have done our healing, you know? So yeah. it's just been really special. And I... I will say that back to the original question, like it was just in that moment, it was like, who is this human? Like, is this me? And his friend said it too. Like, it sounds like mm-hmm. you found someone in female form of you, like right. a twin, you know? And so we were getting it from both sides of like, wow, this person sounds like it's you. But. It's like spooky how <laughs> yeah. similar you are. I think there's 
there's so many gems that you just dropped, Rebecca, like in all of that. For anyone who's listening to the BBP right now that has given up on online dating, um, hello, <laughs> this was confirmation that there is hope and possibility in that. That's one. You also spoke to you guys had crossed paths without really understanding who you were going to be to each other in the future at a time when you weren't necessarily looking for each other and it, you were on your own journey and still part of the process that needed to play out. And a lot of us sometimes will say things like, there's no one out there for me. There, no one exists. You know, I've seen everyone. I know everyone, right? Like, especially if you grew up in like a small town, small community. Um, Philly is really small, as big as it is. So I hear that a lot from people who are on this side in, in Philadelphia, as well as LA and, you know, across the mm-hmm. pond and everywhere else. But you'd be surprised at who you've already crossed paths with. To Rebecca's point, you might have already met or breathed the same air as your potential forever lover, but you weren't necessarily in a place to receive them at that moment and vice versa. I do believe that everyone has their person. You're just being ready for each other, but we can mm-hmm. push people away when we say things out of our mouth, you know, speak life because words are very strong. It's very powerful. When you say things like I'll never, I'll never have my person. I'll never find someone I can trust. I'll never write like all the things that Listen, I've been with mine for 28 years, so I'm not even trying to give y'all too many examples where I start speaking up something (laughs) that I don't need. But it's a a really powerful thing that you are willing to see the connection, even for those things that were happening before you actually said, hey, okay, yummy. This is my person. Like, (laughs) I'm ready to go forward. There's so much power in that reflection so that you could celebrate it together forward. And for the effortless and ease that you're experiencing, I say, why not? Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be hard. I do think marriage and, you know, monogamous committed relationships can be very challenging because, you know, human, I got attitude, they got attitude, you know, you have those moments, but so is having a sibling. We still love them. We ride out for them. We just don't always want to be in the same space. So as long as you create those pockets for yourself where you honor what's happening in your body, you honor where your mind is, you honor the healing that still needs to be done. It can be as close to smooth, easy, breezy, that feels too good to be true as the fairy tales that we've read. You just have to make sure that you're honoring your needs and not getting lost in someone else's. Right. Oh gosh. Yeah, I agree. And just because you kind of made me think it, it's like I, I think part of it was being a little triggered by in, in my the past life. Mm-hmm. I remember saying that too. We never fight. But that was a different story. That was mm-hmm. living in a, a eventually not great environment and mm-hmm. not great relationship. So I think there right. were just some little like, wait, you've said this before. But it's really, you know, back to just being in in embodiment, yes. like in, in your embodiment of let's just check this out and it is good. So I think it's, it's great to have that awareness and then still, yeah, like the old me said it before and Mm -hmm. then realizing that the new me isn't the old me. So it can be different this time around because I'm different this time around. And also that Rumi quotes running through my mind of what you seek is seeking you. So I think just like the belief systems that are always going and like, I'm so glad you mentioned just like watching the words that you're saying, because I'm a huge advocate of that and realizing those become the beliefs Mm -hmm. At the same time, you know, if there's a different program running of like, I do believe that my person's out there. I do believe that what I seek is seeking me. 
okay. And then that's just kind of running. And I've been studying this stuff for years, you know, so these sorts of little things. And to me, when it's that old, like Rumi, thousands of years old, this yeah. quote, you know, it's like, okay, this has some depth. And that always like brings me home to like, just trusting that there is something in that. Why did they say that so long ago? Well, yeah. because there's probably some truth to it. And the more you get into the metaphysics and law of attraction and mm-hmm. all the things, it's like, yes. So those belief systems also had to get reorganized, reprogrammed. Yes. So then I would believe that it could be easy, effortless. I would believe that I would find my person, even though in the middle of a freaking pandemic, you know, Come like, on. yeah, like, <laughs> anything <part>. is possible. <laughs> anything. <laughs> that part. Well, I mean, everything you're saying about your truth, your life, your process along your journey makes complete sense for why you incorporate ancient wisdom in the practices that most people would say you don't necessarily have to have that because you're a freaking licensed personal trainer, right? Like you're certified in this, you, you're certified yogi, like you're all these things that you wouldn't have to include something that propels your message and really not only in my mind brings a light around it. So you don't have to chase just like you didn't chase your forever lover. You don't have to chase your clients because you're able to stand out above the noise for that, which I think is powerful and necessary. Oh gosh. Yeah. Just the exhaustion. And I'm still guilty of running through cycles, you know, but Mm -hmm. it's all back to like awareness, number one tool, right? Awareness first. Mm -hmm. Like, Oh, I'm doing it again. Oh, let me just lean back. You know, let me, Mm -hmm. why chase attract? Like what happens when you chase something? It runs away. Oh, that part. <laughs> yeah. the the uh, very human part of me is like, and the way my knees and my back is set up, I don't have time. <laughs> right, right. It's true. The chasing can't exactly. happen. Yeah. Yeah. I'm over it. <laughs> so you know, I have to ask you our first of two scripted questions. How do you give yourself permission to pause? This is kind of a fun one because I think a lot of people would expect me to have some really profound meditation. Oh, easy. I just live in the pause. You know, <laughs> part, of me, part of me does, but again, right. like the human, <laughs> the human part of me, the part of me that is not like John, my guy is, he actually is um, the voice right now. So mm-hmm. the, the gut instinct answer is that actually I do tend to live more spaciously, but to actually sit and pause, mm-hmm. I now have this, this great, other voice in this great relationship who tells me, how about you just do nothing right now? So I will say that (laughs) it's it's John right now. He he helps give me permission to pause. Mm -hmm. And I know in my body, but I ignore the signs till they almost get to, you know, it's, Mm -hmm. I've gotten better, but it's been kind of my whole life story to really push burn the candle at both ends and things Mm -hmm. and be able to do it and kind of get that thrill adrenaline from Mm -hmm. it. Like so many. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, I'm so aware and then still, it's really helpful to have someone who I, I love and trust say, Hey, tap, tap mm-hmm. time to just put everything away. Oh yes. I relate to that so much. The challenge I think is when you're good at it. If you're not good yeah. at being in the burn zone, like being able to do that, then you're more likely to say, okay, maybe I need to do something different. But when you're really good at it, even when it's not good for you, in that way. Sometimes we need someone that we trust who isn't judging us, who really wants nothing but the greatest greatness for us to say, all right, love, listen, I need you to to pull back. Here's my husband will do it all the time. He'll be like, here's an extra cup of tea. Here's a bowl of fruit. (laughs) 
And the next time I come up, it won't be to give you anything. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like you need to, uh-huh. no, or at least uh-huh. not to make you stay where you are in the zone to nourish you there. I need you to pull away because you get in the zone and that adrenaline and everything that's going, especially if you're in the middle of a juicy project or an idea, because if you're centered, you know, those downloads are just pouring in like a thunderstorm. <laughs> and sometimes it's hard to, be like, okay, before I drown in it, let me get up and walk. Oh, so I, I appreciate you so sharing good. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just on the theme of relationship. I, I think that's probably why it came through and it's, it's a back to that healthy piece too. It's that like the non-judgment, you know, yes. when you have a good thing going and mm-hmm. you know that that other voice is telling you out of a place of truth and care versus whatever you need to come hang out with me or something else like that, <laughs> you know? Come on. So it, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm with you so much. So I know you and I could talk forever because we have on podcast, green room, pre-green room, post-green room, right? And we're going to have some more tea off air as well. But for those of uh, that are listening right now, how can they connect with you and learn more about what you're doing in the world? Yeah. Well, my name is spelled a little differently. So mm-hmm. I, I pretty much, if you search my name on any internet surfer machine, you'll find me. Uh, so it's Rebecca, R-E-B-E-K-K-A, Mars, M-A-R-S, like the planet. I tend to spend a little more time maybe on Instagram, but my website has every bit of connection there. And my email is hello at RebeccaMars.com, which is also there. So I also just love to just get on and chat. So if people want to book a little clarity call or tea time, you know, that sort mm-hmm. of thing, I like, let's chat, connect, send me a message. Yeah. No, right. I, I love that. Um, I will say that your Instagram is popping. So oh, there's there's you. that part. And it's really interesting because your name is Mars, like the planet of action, even though mm. you're like, and I try to live in the pause, right? <laughs> I'm fighting that deep fire, that Mars fire, like the whole time. I'm like, no, Mars just toned down. But I'm like, that's my name forever. So yeah, it's, it's just, not going anywhere. It's mm-hmm. going to balance it out. Yeah. It's also what helps you be good at what you do. Thank you. Yeah. Which I love. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm a, I'm a lazy Leo at heart too. So a part of me just loves to kick back. So I think that fire is helpful. Um, oh. So yeah, keep that little fire going. Otherwise, I really would just probably lay on the couch all day. <laughs> <laughs> like a big cat. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I'm not mad. No. no judgment. <laughs> I'm not mad. And when we finish, you'll you'll find out just how much I'm not mad at that. <laughs> Sounds Rebecca, pretty nice. <laughs> right? You are such a gift. Thank you mm. for showing up and showing up fully. Your truth in and of itself was enough lessons for a book. So I appreciate mm. that. For everyone listening, I hope you received it because Rebecca showed up I mean, she was going in. And if you were really, if you were busy, if you were on your Peloton, multitasking with the babies, washing dishes, I need you to rewind this and listen again, because Rebecca, you were, you were giving some real Mm. life to a lot of people who had felt dead in their bones. And I Mm. feel that spiritually. So thank you so much. I just got full chills. Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. And thank you for recognizing that. Welcome. Balance Boldly listeners, I know I do it every single week. I just give you more and more juiciness. I can't stop it. I can't turn off the faucet. It's nothing but love up in here. So you just got to deal with it. In all seriousness, I need you guys to do two things for me. Like I ask every single week. The first is I want you to really sit and think about 
one person, if you got five or 25, that's awesome too, but one person who truly needs to hear Rebecca's story. Share this episode with them. You don't have to give no long explanation that, hey, I think you need to find your forever lover too. I heard this great show. This story is so appealing and tune in. That's all you need to say or some version of that, depending on your relationship with the person. Share the episode is a gift of life. I promise you. Second thing is I want you to enjoy the balance of your day, but do it boldly. See you next week.